Good morning. We're on Perak Dawid Mishnah Yud. The Mishnah here is talking about in which cases you have to be cheshesh that a guy actually touched the wine, which makes it aser ba'anah. Then it goes into an isidurabanan that if the guy didn't uh, touch the wine, but just used a stick to move it around, so then according to the Tanakama, the wine is not aser ba'anah, but it's still aser b'shtiya. Rabbi Shimon is going to matter it all together. Okay, so we say that if you have wine and there's a, there's a guy next to the cistern or the receptacle where the wine is, if the Jew owed the guy money, so then you're choshesh that the guy touched the wine. If he doesn't, so then you're not choshesh. If the guy um, measured the wine with a stick, or he used a stick to get an insect out, or if he used a stick to knock down the foam that's in the wine. So in that situation, you're not allowed to drink it. Rabbi Shimon even matters that. Everybody agrees, though, that if the guy moved the wine by throwing the uh, barrel down in anger, so then there's no iser on that wine. So let's see Mishnah Yud inside. A guy that you find standing on the side of a bar shalyayin of wine, in of milva, if the guy, um, if the Jew owes the guy money, then usser, then you can't use the wine, we assume the guy touched it. In loyal of milva, but if, uh, the guy, um, does not have a loan, uh, of the Jew, meaning that the Jew does not owe him money, mutter, then it's mutter. Nafalabar, if, uh, for Allah, if a guy fell into the wine and uh, you take him out um, after he after he died, um, or medade bekana, if a guy measured the wine with the stick, he is a satsira, where he used the stick to get rid of an insect, or if he uh, took the stick and he put it in and into the wine to get rid of the foam. All these, so we said that, the, that you're allowed to sell the wine, the Jews are allowed to sell the wine, in other words, it's mutabahana, but you can't drink it. Rabbi Shimon Matzah, Rabbi Shimon even says that uh, you can drink it. If the guy takes uh, the chavis and he throws it in anger into the bar, so he moved it, but not for the purpose of the wine, just uh, just in anger. Uh, this was a story, and they were machsha the wine; they didn't even aser it bishtia. Um, okay, let's move on to Mishnu Yudalif. Mishnu Yudalif is talking about when a Jew presses the wine um, for a guy and the guy is going to sell it to Jews so he wants it to remain kosher. The only thing is is that uh, the wine over here is going to be kept in the guy's rishos and the shayla is is that how much do you have to be choshesh that the guy without anybody realizing it went and touched the wine. So the Mishnah says that if the guy's rishos is in an area where there are Jews walking by and uh, it's in an area joining to the rishos arabim, so then it's fine. If it's in an area where there are no Jews around, um, so then you need to have a mashkiach. The mashkiach does not have to be sitting there the whole time. He can be nichnas v'yoytzeh. Um, <clears throat> 
Rav Shimon adds another halacha over here, and he says that uh, even if it's not in that guy's rishos, but if it's in another guy's rishos, the halacha is exactly the same. So let's see the mission inside. If somebody um, takes the wine that belongs to a guy, but he produces it in a fashion that it's not going to be a problem of yayin nesach or stam yenam. The nice little shusay, and now it's kept in the guy's rishus. The bayisapatoch the rishus harabim. If it's in a house that's open to the rishus harabim, the ir sheyesh bagoyim yisraelim in a city that there are both Jews and non-Jews there. And mutter because you you um, can assume that the guy didn't touch it. Didn't drink it from drink from it um, because he's afraid of Jews seeing him. Beir Shakula Goyim, if it's in a city where they're all Goyim, then Asra Shiyeshiv Shemer. So then you, it's Asra until you have a Mashgiach there. Veina Shemer Tsarach Liyashiv Mashamer, the Mashgiach doesn't have to be sitting there the entire time. Aval Nichnas Mutter, even though he goes in and out, it's still Mutter. Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, I mean, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar says, "Kol Rishus Goyim Achas He." Um, the rishus of all goyim is one, meaning that even if goy A puts it in the rishus of goy B, the halach is going to be the same. That either has to be in an area where there are Jews walking by, or that there's a mashkiach who's going to be yitzvenechnas. Um, okay, moving on to yud beis, we have one more halacha about this scenario where you have a Jew who pressed the wine for a guy in a way that it's going to remain um, that it's going to remain kosher. Um, in all these situations, when do we say that the that the wine is mutter is only in a situation where where the Jew can come and take the wine um, whenever he wants to. In other words, it's paid for it in in full. But if the guy is uh, the owner of the wine and um, He's, and the Jew can't come and take it, so then we're afraid that since, uh, since basically it's the guy's wine, and if he wants to, he could use it for himself, so he's not gonna be afraid of anybody, and, uh, he's gonna come, he's gonna touch it, and, and none of these eights are gonna work. So Mishnah says, Hamatar Nachri, anybody who's matar the wine of a guy, and puts it into his rishus, in a way that it would be mutter according to the previous Mishnah. Aloi kaisev loi, and um, the guy writes to the Jew, that I already got the money for the wine, and now you can come and take it and uh, and sell it or use it for yourself. Then mutter. Then the then the wine is mutter. But if the guy would not let the Jew come and take it um, until he gives money, so this was a story in Beishan, the Asru Chachamim and the Chachamim answered such um, answered such wine even if uh, it's adjoining to the Rosh Hashanah or there was a Mashkiach there who's Yetzirah because the guy will, fe- will feel free to take the wine and uh, to drink it for himself okay so let's uh, Bezu Hashem next time we'll continue on Parakeh